minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick, and we are in the middle of the NFL draft. So basically, yeah, basically at the middle of the NFL draft now. After day two is complete, uh, the Packers made a couple of fairly big moves. I feel like one trade we got to see getting two guys that I think uh, fit exactly what they were looking for to break down those two picks, look at uh, what the Packers have already done and what we hope to do. The two guys that have been joining me uh, this whole month of the draft and I, I feel like it's the best way to end off our uh, our group's draft coverage here, um, our trio. It's Paul Brettel and Mark Eckel joining me again today, guys. Um, first off, happy draft! I hope you're I hope you guys are enjoying it as as much as we can with with everything going on. Um, but I hope you're having a good time. Uh, but most importantly, of course, for one one last time, us three together. How's the weather, guys? Well, we're on like spring number four right now, so we're on the upswing. <laughs> so I'm just hoping it sticks around at this point. But honestly, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're sort of weather in, in Green Bay is unpredictable as a draft. That, there you go. That sounds about right. Well, here it's been gorgeous. I mean, it's been, I've been on the beach every day. Um, I mean, it's been between 75 and 80. Um, it's just been like, this is what, this is why I moved here. This is what, this is perfect. This is, I could stay like this for another month or two and that'd be great, which it usually does. Yeah. I had one day, one day this past week where it peaked up to 75 and I got, I got the three season cocktails, cigars, and chicken on the grill. And it was, Mm. it was a heck of a day. It was one of, it was just, but then of course, after that, it, it became like 50 degrees and rained for the next two days. So uh yeah we're i'm i'm with you paul i'm on like i'm on winter we're in the middle of like winter number three hopefully spring four is coming up this weekend hopefully a little we'll get a little bit of that well um, to try to weather into the draft just from watching the draft on tv it looked pretty cold in cleveland I yeah mean, I, and then i mean being right on the lake that being right on the lake uh, a huge flat lake like lake erie i i've been there before and it, it's it's not fun <laughs> <laughs> only adds only adds to the uh only adds to the to the extremeness of it and i i think i think some people took some enjoyment of seeing adam schefter shivering in a, in a blanket on uh on national tv <laughs> being there in cleveland that's the thing too real quick if you can hold the draft in cleveland on the lake in the middle of or at the end of april you can hold it in green bay make it happen roger goodell you know that it can well happen. i think it's coming it's i hope so have they announced the next how, – how far in advance have they announced? I know that they, they announced Vegas is next year, and sense. then there's – I think there's two years in between they haven't announced, and then it's Kansas City in, like, four years. Yeah, they, they, they owed Vegas for last year. Right. So you knew that was coming. So um, maybe here in the next two or three I years. See, yeah, I mean, Packers are, you know, they're well-liked. I mean, their organization is well-liked in the league. Um, they fixed that whole title town – Mm-hmm. Going pretty well, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. If you if you if you're never going to do a Super Bowl there, you at least owe Green Bay a draft. I feel yeah, like. I agree. Yeah. I mean, how cool? I mean, it can't be much colder than it was in Cleveland if, if they're worried about the weather. I mean, exactly. I wonder and if it's capacity. 
like hotels and stuff yeah. like that. And that's, Green, that's, Bay's, Green Bay is only a hundred thousand. That's the that's the million dollar question every single time, isn't it? Any anytime you want to do yeah. something, Green Bay, it's it's capacity. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, until until the Packers are uh, are picking from the steps of the atrium as the number thirty two pick. Um, <laughs> We are we are talking about the middle of the draft that we are in right now. Uh, we're we're talking about the date. We, we're going to focus mainly on the day two pick. But before we got into those two picks, I do want to briefly touch on the pick yesterday because our group a couple weeks ago did get to do the full breakdown of the cornerback group. Obviously, in round number one, the Packers went cornerback with Eric Stokes. A couple of the top the top name guys that we had talked about went kind of in the same range that we all kind of expected them to. And so uh, from what it sounded like from Brian Gutekunst, it was Stokes at 29 or nobody, basically, is what it kind of sounded like. And so uh, just briefly, talk to me about what you think of the Stokes pick, where it is, and how you kind of think it fits in with uh, with what Green Bay wants to do. Mark? I love it. I, he, You know what? The only thing I'm mad about is he was my guy. He was the guy that I had penciled, it, penciled in to Green Bay for – a month or whenever I first start looking at things and who they might get. And then I got, I, I don't know. I got talked into Newsom. I got talked into either they move up to get Newsom or maybe Newsom even fall. And he almost did fall to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish I just would have kept my original thought and had Newsom go somewhere else and, and Stokes be there. And um, I think they probably, to be honest, they probably would have taken Newsom had he fallen another spot or two, but, there, I, I, this will be. I'll be running this for Monday um, on Packer Report. I, I have a, an executive and personnel, a longtime guy that I'm pretty close with, who's going, who's been going over every Packer pick with me, and um, he liked. He he thought that was a perfect pick for the Packers, um, and I asked him about Newsom, and he said, that, you know, he 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 had Newsom rated just slightly over Stokes, but he said, in far as the way to for the Packers, he thinks. He thinks Stokes is a is a perfect. Um, him and Alexander make a very good combination. He said he goes they're 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 set at corner now for a long time. Um, I mean the guy running mean, a four two seven or whatever the hell he ran. I mean mm-hmm. that that's 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 fast. <laughs> you know who yeah. he is to me. I I said this. I I, I put this on a Twitter Thursday night. He said he might he's Sam Shields, but but more ready to play. And Sam Shields was because mm. Sam Shields was a wide receiver for most of his career, and then you know they flipped him over to corner, and then he became a great, great corner for the for the Packers be, before he started getting the, those con- concussions. But yeah, I, I think they, I think he's saying, I think he's going to be a lot like Sam Shields, which is a very good, which is a high compliment. Yeah, for sure, Paul. I mean, this was a very Packersy Brian Gutekunst type of pick. Premier position in round one, uh, uber athletic, as Mark mentioned. A younger player, just turned 22. And in, in a little ways, uh, a guy who's flown under the radar a little bit. I know there's a lot of Mark's favorite word, a lot of buzz around the receivers. But even among the cornerback position, Greg Newsom is someone who caught a lot of the attention. But I'm going to take a second here to pat myself on the back. I wrote an article where through educated guessing and some trends, I came down to my final eight player pool that the Packers were going to choose from. And I did have Eric Stokes in it. And a big reason is because like I just said, he is very much a Brian Gutekunst Packers type of pick. I really do like it. He's someone who will 
come in, compete for the cornerback two snaps right away. Green Bay still has Kevin King to lean on. And then hopefully as the year goes on, you continue to see that development. And he's also someone who can compete and contribute immediately on special teams as well, which is always a bonus, especially here in Green Bay where that unit just struggles. Let me add this. You, you mentioned Kevin King. My uh, personnel guy, his exact quote was, he's better than King right now. Wow. Perfect. So um, that's, I, again, this is one person's opinion, but right. um, it's a guy highly re- regarded opinion in, in my mind. So um, I, and I, but again, I don't think he'll, I think King will start mm-hmm. day one, but I mean, I, I, I don't think it would be far fetched for, for Stokes to be your slot corner to begin with, or maybe you move, I don't know. He's got to be ahead of Shannon Sullivan, for God's sake, right? Right, and even when the Packers took Jair Alexander, uh, he still saw a good amount of playing time in weeks one, two, three, and so on before he was injured, but he still wasn't, I guess, quote-unquote by a snap count. You know, those snaps still went to... Uh, I believe Devon House and Tremont Williams as mm-hmm. you know CB one and two. So I, I, I imagine it may be a similar type of climb for Stokes, where maybe not right away. You know he's designated CB two and has a hundred percent of those snaps, but as the year goes on or even earlier, uh, he'll take over. Hopefully, and teams, and teams play nickel. So I mean, Pat, well, right. we right. don't know what this defense is going to look like, but. I mean, most offenses come out three wide now, so most defenses have to counter with, with you know, five defensive backs. Um, he'll be out there a lot, believe me. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's going to play. Yeah, and I think, I think too, the, the part that you hit on there that I think is big is special teams. That, that speed and athleticism is something that we haven't seen on special teams recently. You know, kick coverage, kick return, however it is, like instant, instant upgrade in all of those, all those areas. The one thing you can't teach is speed. And so I, I love the Stokes pick and I'm with you, Paul. I want to, I want to take a second to pat myself on the back too, because uh, I didn't put it in an article or anything official, but I did win a Twitter contest to guess the Packers pick and did nail that. And that won me a, uh, a long sleeve old school Bart star Jersey. And so ah. that, uh, that, that's, that is worth all of the Twitter likes in the world, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's impressive. I don't think, like I said, I don't think he was on the radar of many. Yeah, it. I, I honestly, for me, I think it was one of those like you know everyone is you know in a contest like that everyone's picking the the favorites you know and so pick that under the radar guy that you just kind of take the gamble on. But uh, yeah, Eric Stokes in the first round. Um, you know they broke it down yesterday fairly extensively. Did a great job with it. Um, and so we we've got a lot to talk about with these two picks because I think the Packers absolutely. I I love the pick yesterday. Like what Mark said, love the pick, but obviously raised a lot of um you know hairs on on people's backs coming off of the 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 firestorm a couple hours earlier this this day you reset everything and i think i think brian gudukunst knocks it out of the park with these two picks uh the first one we'll talk about here josh myers the first pick the one at 62 uh the center out of ohio state um just uh, I, I, I've, you guys know, I have a lot to say about, about him. That isn't uh, exactly, it's not exactly football based as much. Um, so I want to get your guys' opinion on, on Josh Myers, the pick here going, going with a, a center like that. He's not necessarily going to be a center. I think he can play everywhere in the interior, 
but uh, but a pick like Josh Myers replacing Corey Lindsley with another Ohio State center. What is what's the first impression, Paul? I mean, he's got two years starting experience, over 700 pass blocking snaps, only gave up six sacks, and in all honesty, he wasn't you know in typical Packers fashion. He wasn't someone who was on my radar, so I had to do a little extra research before here and. In the the clips that I did watch, he he gets to the second level very often. A very high effort individual making blocks at the second level, which is obviously important. And we've seen, I mean, think back to last year, how many big Aaron Jones runs were sprung because Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Corey Lindsley are up at that level catching the linebackers, the safeties, and so on. So that's always something that you want to see and is something that gets you excited about the offensive line position. And the Packers really added some depth here. I mean, if we look at the offensive line last year, a big part of their success was the depth that they had. Obviously, losing Corey Lindsley hurts, and that isn't to say that Myers is going to be a Corey Lindsley. We hope so, but obviously we don't know that yet. But they added back to that depth, which was so, so crucial to their success last year. Now as we look at the offensive line, at options at center, it's Myers, Lucas Patrick, Elton Jenkins. You know, when Bakhtiari's back potentially at guard, you have those same three Simon Stepaniak, John Runyon. I mean, who knows how the tackle position unfolds or if they're able to address it? Billy Turner's another option there. So they just have a ton, a ton of flexibility on the interior and how they want to set up this offensive line. Now, there still is, especially with Bakhtiari out, the lack of tackle depth, but they really bolstered this unit as a whole. So I'm a big fan of this pick. I'm always a, of the mindset that there's no such thing as too many good offense alignment. You can't have too many. And we saw that last year. The one question that this raises for me is because tackle was the offense line position that was on my radar because like I talked about and hear how thin that I feel that it is. Mm-hmm. So by addressing the interior, is this, just someone who is really a good fit and you couldn't pass it up or is this also Elton Jenkins may stick at tackle more so than sliding back to the interior and be there moving forward I'm not really sure I think we'll just kind of have to see how it all unfolds but that is a question that popped up with this selection yeah I think that's a very fair question Mark yeah I'm you you said what I was going to start with I, I said this a couple of weeks ago when, when we were talking about what they might do. I said this draft will tell us what they think of Elton Jenkins. And I know Myers can, like, as as Danny said earlier, he may, you know he may he could play guard, but I don't think he's going to be a guard. I think they drafted drafted him to be a center. Um, I think they drafted him to be Corey Lindsley. I mean, same school, same kind of you know same kind of guy. Seems like. He'd also drafted him three rounds earlier than they drafted Corey Lindsley, so mm-hmm. uh, or two rounds earlier. Two rounds earlier. Um, so this is no three rounds earlier, right? Lindsley was a fifth. Yeah. Like, fifth. Okay. Yeah, three rounds earlier. Um, I thought the Packers were going to take a center. I had to do a, a second round mock draft from my my old boss at NJ.com uh, brought me back for a couple of days to do some draft stuff, and one of my assignments was to do a a second round mock after the first round was over and I gave the Packers a center, but I gave him the gut, the center that went one pick after them. I gave him <laughs> Creed Humphrey. Um, I, I said, I kind of still wish they took nothing against your, your Buckeyes or your, mm-hmm. your old friend there. But uh, I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear 
or see a quote on why they liked him. Obviously, the Packers liked him better than Creed Humphrey, and I'm not going to say that I know more than the Packers scouts in front in front office, but um, and they were closely. You know, most of the things I read and talked to, they were Humphrey was ahead of him or ranked a little higher than him, but just a little bit, just a little higher. Um, there must be something. It must be the scheme or um, they. I mean, from, from what I've heard a lot about Myers is that he's very intelligent, and I, I think that's to me that's very important for a center. Guards mm-hmm. don't have to be real good. They all have right. They just got to be big and strong and block people. But but the center is going to he's going to call the signal. He's going to do that. Maybe they felt this. You know, he, I don't know. He was a better fit. But I, but getting back to the Jenkins thing, yeah. I I and I said this. I've been I've been wondering this. I think well, Billy Turner will be their right tackle. I mean, when when all when everybody's healthy, I think Bakhtiari and Turner are the tackles. Because so I think Turner showed last year that he's a pretty good right tackle. He had a better. I, I think he was a better right tackle than he than he was a right guard. So mm-hmm. I think Bakhtiari Turner tackled um, Gaines at left guard. If if Myers is ready, you know, you know. A lot of people say he is ready to play. Um, he'll be your center. And then I think Patrick and Runyon battle for that left guard spot. And whoever loses it is a, is your top backup, which isn't, isn't a bad thing. And then throw maybe throw uh, Stepaniak into that mix as well. And like Paul said, you're, there is depth. But I think going forward, if we're looking, you know, a couple years down the road, I think Elton Jenkins could could be the right tackle of the future. If and I mean, I don't know how long they keep Billy Turner, um, or you know, they maybe maybe not. Maybe they keep Billy Turner for another five years. Maybe they extend him. I don't know. But uh, Jenkins is Jenkins is not going to be the center going forward. I think mm-hmm. we can rule out one position for him. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's just great to have it. I mean, Jenkins is so good at that. What, what a great pick that was. If if this pick turns out to be anywhere near as good as that pick was. The offensive line is going to be real good. I was just going to say, and I'm not predicting that Myers is going to have the same success that Jenkins has because that's uh, a very bold. But this could end up being a pick in similar light, where you, even a year from now, that we're looking back on it, and you know, an interior offensive lineman in round two doesn't typically get the move the needle for most folks. But it's one of those selections where we could look back on it and go, "That was really good." Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, I, my, I'll, I'll tell you this, my family absolutely uh, flew off the couch when they announced <laughs> Josh Myers as, as the pick. Um, I, we, we have a, we have a, we have a, a, a fun connection with, with Josh. He, uh, he went to high school um, very close by to my hometown, basically, basically my hometown um, right next door. My it's where my, it's the town my dad lives now. And he, I remember uh, well, I, I didn't realize at the time that I had went to, to grade school with Josh Myers. Obviously he's, um, he's probably, uh, well, he, how old is he now? He's probably close to eight years, eight years younger than I am seven, eight years younger than I am. Um, but went to the local high school. And I remember, uh, this is probably five years ago now as he was getting ready to commit to Ohio state. There was a viral video that went, of went, uh, went viral with him doing a 135 pound clean and jerk with one arm. Hmm. Um, and I was like, Holy crap, this is amazing. And he's going to Ohio state. Like, this is so cool. And uh, you want to, you want to talk about speaking something into existence with Josh Myers. 
week two of the NFL season this past year, I'm sitting with my my dad and my family. We're watching the the Packers Detroit Lions. Obviously, you know, second half game's over. We're talking, and you know, we were talking about Corey Lindsley because I think Corey. I'm, I'm pretty sure Corey Lindsley. I think got hurt in that game. Um, that might have been. That might have yeah. been what I think Corey Lindsley got hurt in that game, and we were talking about it and. And I made the comment, I'm like, you know, this is probably, you know, we're probably seeing the last year of Corey Lindsley here. And I, I literally, tur- I turned to my dad, I'm like, imagine this, Corey Lindsley walks after this year, draft coming up, they take Josh Myers and we replace Ohio State with Ohio State center. Can you imagine if we did that? And we both were like, yeah, but there's such, there's no chance that this ever that this ever happens. And so <laughs> to see to see it go, I, I love Josh Myers. I think that I think that the offense that Ohio State runs, the way that they the the way that their offense runs with their linemen, I feel is very similar to the way that Ohio, that Green Bay sort of runs it. Um, over the past year, we talked. To, I got to talk with Joe Thomas, and he mentioned about how easy it is in the offensive system that the Packers run on offensive linemen because they don't really ask them to block for very long, and they don't make the blocking assignments very hard. So it makes offensive linemen look very very good. Not to take away from the talent that is on this roster, but it does make the job very easy. And so a guy like Josh Myers, who may need a, a tad bit of polishing to kind of get into get into the right uh to, to find his place in the NFL, I think I think kind of fits perfectly. And I, I just call call me a homer, but I abs- I absolutely love this pick. And yeah, I, I think you guys are right on the money with the Elton Jenkins stuff is you know, if it, it just it 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 opens up Elton Jenkins to be that jack of all trades on the offensive line. If you have a guy that's your that's your defined center, it opens Elton Jenkins to be to be a a dominating dominating force wherever you need him to be. You hope that it's at one position all year, but if he needs to move around, then he you have you give him that flexibility to move around. And so, yeah, at sixty two, I, I was kind of surprised at sixty two that it went because a lot of the mocks I was seeing was Josh Myers falling to the third and fourth rounds even um but yeah the, the, there there must be something there that the packers absolutely love with josh myers and so yeah go ahead Mark. Mind, it was low side. i mean i didn't see fourth round i okay most most people i talked to had him third round mm-hmm. but not where the packers were going to pick in the third right round. so if you like them you take them i mean you mm-hmm. know you don't argue over that i mean um that's that's i mean it's always good to pick low because that means you had a good year but when you pick, you know, a lot of times guys you take in the second, people list him as third, but you know, you're not getting him there. I mean, you're, you know, he's going to go. It's, it's like that with with every round. Like I hear people say, "Oh, Stokes wasn't really a first round pick. He could have gone like, you know." But I'm like, he wasn't going to be there when the Packers picked in the second round. You know what I mean? Right. So you just take him, and guess what? Stokes is a first round pick. But yeah, uh, um, you know, one thing too about the Packers, this front office. Well, even even. Ted Thompson's front office, they've been pretty good with picking offensive linemen. Like mm-hmm. he's having an eye for offensive line. Um, Jenkins, obviously, we talked about what a great pick that was. Um, Runyon looked, I mean, for a six-round pick, he contributed last year when 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 called upon. I, mean, I don't know how good he's going to be going forward, but for a rookie to come in cold in what three or four different games and 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 hold his own was was impressive. Signing Billy Turner. Um, that didn't look like a big, you know, it kind of got lost in the in the in that that year because they signed the both Smiths and Adrian Amos who got 
were bigger names and, you know, got the bigger headlines, so to speak. But Turner has become a pretty good addition to the team. Um, Rick Wagner last year, nothing special, but he, he, he did okay too for him. So they've been, this, this group of scouts and, and um, Guggenkunst have, have been, they've shown that if they have a strength, it's find an offensive lineman. Um, so I can't, even though I wanted, even though I wanted Creed Humphrey, um, <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to say anything bad about this pick. Yeah. I, you know, it just, it just goes to show that the Packers definitely don't ever give Aaron Rodgers any help. Right. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I mean, but, but then, well, you know, exactly. Ex- wide receiver in football and all pro running right. back. You guys, know, you guys know the rule. If it's not a first-round receiver, it doesn't count. Doesn't count as help. Exactly. Even though first-round receivers are, are the biggest, <laughs> have the highest rate of bust of any other mm-hmm. in the league. <laughs> yep. People, it's it, people may not like it, man, but it's it's the medicine that you need. It, and investing in investing in the right kind of offensive lineman that has to be a major key to the success that the Packers have had over the last. You could you could argue the last thirty years. With Favre and Rodgers, like a, a key to that success is not getting them hurt and giving well, them the ability to succeed. Not just the Packers, and they've been able to do it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, tell me a team that's, that's been very good with a bad offensive line. Right. You can't. Like, yeah. No. Um, the City get blown out of the Super Bowl last year because they, they, their offensive line was a, was, a, was a disaster. They had three guys hurt and, a, and they had no chance to beat Tampa Bay. Mm hmm. Exactly right. Uh, well, speaking of the sexy pick of, of getting Aaron Rodgers the help, the Packers did that too, just just a little bit later, and and doing so, I I think um, maybe I think maybe even makes up for not picking in the first round to t- trading up a few picks to go and get the wide receiver that you want. Something that something that Packer fans have been clamoring for to make the move for the guy that you want. Don't wait for the draft board to fall for you. And they did that. They went out and got the guy that I, I don't know. You guys, you guys tell me how, how it feels because we kind of talked about this with the system feels more like it was a Matt LaFleur kind of pound the table for Amari Rogers than necessarily the front office or the scouts for Amari Rogers. Uh, the Packers trading up to get Amari Rodgers, the wide receiver out of Clemson, um, giving up the their first fourth round pick. Uh, it was the second. Next, your first one? Sec- oh no, you're right. It was. It was the second. Um, yeah, trading up to 85 to pick uh, Amari Rodgers, giving up that second um, fourth round pick. I think 145. I'm pretty sure was the yeah 145. So it was the second pick um, to get up and get the guy from Clemson, and he. He was another. He was one of the guys. I I get this every year of you know in the second and third round, especially when you, I keep track of the you know best available guys that are there. And you know Amari Rogers was sitting there for a long time in the second and third round. Once those couple of guys like Bateman and um, uh, I'm blanking on the name for the guy from Purdue. Uh, more. Yeah, more. Yeah. Um. Once once they started to go, I was like, all right. And then Amari Rogers kind of becomes my my wide receiver that I, I would love. I, I kind of had a, a secret little crush on him uh, just because of uh, how I think he would fit into the system. Um, and uh, apparently the Packers agreed. They trade up to get him. So Mark, uh, I'll, I'll start with you first. Your, your reaction to the trade to trade up to get Amari Rogers and just your initial impression of, uh, of Rogers. Oh, I love the pick. I was, I was doing like, like, like you were, I was 
I had, a, you know, I have a little list and I'm crossing guys off as they go. And um, I'm saying, you know, is there, is there, you know, is Rogers going to fall? Is Rogers going to fall to him? That's the guy that I, there was a couple of receivers I had slightly ahead of him, but I, I didn't think they would make it and they didn't. Uh, but I had Rogers ranked and not just me, but the, like, the, like I, like I tell you guys all the time, it's the people that I talk to that I, that's whose rankings I, I trust, but the, they had him ahead of at least three or four guys that went ahead of him. Um, and I'm, and again, I'm not saying those teams are wrong or anything, but I just kept hoping. And then they went up and got him. I was like, great. And, um, maybe this is, maybe this is to appease the other guy named Rogers. They, they took a guy named Rogers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe make him happy. Hey, look, we got to We got to you know, that what you're hey, It worked out a little bit. Last Rogers, time. Right? It, it worked out. It worked out pretty well a little bit last time that they had a, a guy, right. uh, named, named Rogers. Rogers that Aaron was He's, throwing to. Yeah. This isn't even a Rogers. It's even the same person. Right. Yeah. Rogers, you know? <laughs> we'll see. But no, I think, you know, what's funny I, so far. And then we got a whole, day later today to, to, to add maybe you know five or six more players but i compared stokes to sam shields because i really he really does remind me of sam shields we're hoping that myers is Corey lindsley right same position okay. same school well i think they just got randall cobb i think amari rogers is a remind you know people have compared him to randall cobb and he he, he he's kind of he kind of is maybe but can maybe even do a little more. I don't know. I mean, Randall Cobb had a great career with the Packers, but this guy's very similar. And in this offense, like Randall Cobb would have been really even better, I think, in a Matt LaFleur offense because they would have got him the ball in, in different ways. Um, I think this guy's going to be a rich man's Tyler Irvin. You know, I mean, he, I think they'll use him on catch sweeps. I think they'll, they'll line him up in the backfield. They'll line him up in the slot. They'll, um, I think he's gonna, he, he'll probably get a chance to beat a punt returner. He, he did that a little bit at Clemson. Not, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't great at it, but you know, he was okay at it. Um, and I, and speaking of, you know, you said you know, you knew a little bit about. I don't know Amari Rogers, but I do know his dad. T. T. Martin was one of my one of the nicest. He was with the Eagles briefly when I when, when I covered him, and um, just got he was a great guy to talk to, and I I would hang, you know, I would just you know we would talk about this that that other thing. Um, it was funny when the Eagles beat the Falcons in the playoffs the one year. All the players on the team gave T. Martin credit because he he played Michael Vick in practice, and he everybody was saying <laughs> he gave them a great look at what Vick can you know. Um, and T. Martin won, won won a national title at Tennessee as a quote. And I'll tell you what, and I don't, I don't want to talk too much about T. Martin, but in practice, that's when we were allowed to watch, watch practice back then. I'm amazed that T. Martin wasn't a better NFL quarterback because he threw the nicest ball you've I've ever seen in practice. Like he threw a better ball than Donovan McNabb threw. It wasn't even close. But I don't. I to this day I don't know why he wasn't at least a. I'm not saying he had, he had to be a Pro Bowl quarterback, but he, he should have got a shot to play somewhere. I mean, he really threw a great ball, and he was a winner. He won a national title. He won a national title at a place where Peyton Manning couldn't win a national title. Yeah. And T, and, and T Martin too, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I saw was the coach coached Randall Cobb yeah, while he was at Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's a great that's next, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I know I loved him. I love this pick. I, I really yeah. I would have taken him, like I said, over a lot of the guys. I would have I would have taken him over Rondell Moore, I think. Um 
I mean, he's kind of like, I liked Elijah Moore a lot. And I think the Packers did as well. Um, not enough to take him over, over Stokes in the first mm-hmm. round. But I think if he would have lasted to the second, mm, that would have been, that would have been a tough call. Um, I think I'm not going to tell you that I think Rogers is better than Elijah Moore, but he's kind of, you know, he's that kind of guy. He's there was, a, and there were a lot of guys like this, like that in this draft. But I think Rodgers was right up there with the best of them. I didn't get too hot. Well, let's put it that way. Yeah. Paul, what about you? I mean, yeah, Mark hit it on the head here. This is a – he's just a perfect, perfect fit for this Green Bay Packers offense under Matt LaFleur and what they want to do. And he provides an element that they didn't have last year. And it's a credit to LaFleur, to this offense, uh, everyone involved, because they were still a top-scoring unit in the NFL without a true slot receiver without because Irvin was out or injured for a good part of the season. You know, they didn't have that traditional gadget player send in motion, jet sweeps, design touches. They use the receivers that they had, but this addition of Rogers gives them that element. And just because you're the top scoring offense in football doesn't mean you can't look for ways to improve. So I'm really excited to see, how he's utilized in this offense, what what it adds, because this is a new element that defenses didn't have to account for last year in the slot, those design touches, like I said. He averaged eight yards after the catch this past season uh, at Clemson where he had over 1,000 receiving yards. So he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. And this really, the selection from an athletic standpoint, and we talk about relative athletic score on here, his relative athletic score was only 5.37. As I've talked about, the threshold that Gudikins has had is eight. So this was very much LaFleur saying, hey, this is the type of player that I need. This is the guy that I need. And Gudikins getting him for him, which we talked about this before before we started recording. I know that sounds really simple to, you know, the GM gets this, the coach's guys, but I don't think it's something that's done around the NFL. So Gudikins trading up to get Rodgers. Uh, drafting Josiah DeGora, drafting A.J. Dillon to get the type of players that Lafleur needs to be successful. It sounds simple, but it's obviously uber, uber important, and it's not something that's done enough. So I'm excited to see where he fits in or see how he's utilized. I think we have a, an idea, but there's always new wrinkles that Lafleur can add, and he's really a, a weapon in this offense under Lafleur. Hey, Paul, um, what was Myers' RAS? He didn't, he didn't record one. Um, the only test that he completed was bench press. He did 29, but he didn't do any other testing, so oh, he didn't have one. You know what Humphreys was? <laughs> yeah, 10. Damn. Perfect. Right. Yeah. I remember you saying that. <laughs> How did they take – I mean, that, they just must have wanted to make Danny happy and take, to take his old one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan's calling in favors. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I had to pull a lot of strings. Yeah. <laughs> So all right. <laughs> so so those are the picks from from today, from day two and three. Um, it now leaves the Packers with six picks uh, tomorrow between rounds five and seven. Um, two in the fifth. Two, I'm sorry. Yeah, one of the fourth. Two in the fifth. Two in the sixth, and one of the seventh. Um, and the seventh round one is is very very close to the end of the draft as well. I'm pretty sure. I. Um, I think 256, so right at the right at the back end. So the Packers in the in the first two days addressed cornerback, offensive tack, or excuse me, offensive line, 
specifically at the center position and wide receiver, arguably maybe the three biggest needs in the draft. Um, where do you guys think that they go from here? And where do you guys want them? Where would you prefer them to go as opposed to where you think they will go, Paul? I mean, they've already drafted a cornerback. They've already drafted a receiver, but those are two positions that they could hit up again. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we looked at 2022, Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes are the only corners that we know for certain are going to be on this roster. Everyone else is maybe they don't make it through 2021 or they're not re-signed next year. Uh, Receiver position, Mari Rogers is the only player who's going to be under contract looking ahead. So I, I fully expect Devontae Adams to be back, but obviously you need more guys than that. And that isn't to say Lazard or MVS won't be re-signed, but we just don't know. So those are two positions that have already been selected, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they tried to double dip at one or even both of them. Uh, then there's some depth at linebacker. We know interior defensive line, that was another position group that we covered, is a pressing need, whether the value is going to be there. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Davion Nixon, I believe he's still available, Mark, yes, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, Bobby Brown, I know I've talked about him. That uh, We both we both had picked him in our little box, right? Mm-hmm. So those are guys that are available, uh, the safety position. So the, the Packers really have a ton of flexibility uh, in where they can go from here. Running back three is another one on the later end. And that's really what you want in the draft. And just having that flexibility, not feeling pigeonholed to a certain position. But on day three, it's really going to be best player available. And honestly, uh, folks shouldn't be surprised if there's a quarterback taken. Even before all this Rodgers stuff popped up, the Rodgers and Love are the only quarterbacks on the roster. You obviously need more than two quarterbacks to go through training camp. Um, and a lot of teams like to have a quarterback on the practice squad as well. So even if the Packers aren't going to carry three, you still need extra bodies. So whether it's a late day three pick or signing an undrafted player, there's going to be another quarterback brought in as well. So I really like where they're sitting. I've, I'm a big fan of these first three picks. They, these players are immediate impact players. And where they go from here, the it's it's really they're up. They can do best player available at this point. They've hit on their big needs. And now it's just about trying to find those those hidden gems on day three. And one other thing with those six picks, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Green Bay Packers move up again mm-hmm. uh, because they do have the six picks. But on Monday's press conference, I believe Gudikins whether he came out and said it or alluded to it, but the, there's not the same depth that there typically is due to, a la- I think, maybe a lack of knowledge on the players because of opt-outs. Uh, scouts weren't able to go to practices like they normally would, see games in person like they normally would. So there's just less information. There's less players in the draft than what there typically is. So that could lead to Gudikins being aggressive like he was here in round three because the the value of having those additional picks on day three isn't there like what it normally may Maybe. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with anything that Paul said it, but yeah, take take the best player. I think that I think you will see movement. I think you'll see them uh, maybe try to package both of their fives to get another four, um, or maybe a, a five and a six to move up. Um, I think that well, I will say so. I think they let me let me back up and say this is the first time in a long time that the Packers have done what I wanted them to, not necessarily the player per se, but I went into this draft hoping that the first three picks, and I, and I always look, I always break the draft down into picks one, two, and three, then, 
then four and five, and then six and seven. And one, two, and three, I, you know, I call them the your pre premier picks, where you're not just throwing darts, you're not just taking, you're you're getting guys that are you hope help right away. And I wanted in any, I didn't care what order, but I wanted a cornerback, an offensive lineman, and a wide receiver. And that's what they did. And I was like, wow, they actually did. Like last year, I think you know, I didn't have a running back, quarterback, or tight end, and that wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> Uh, and again, I'm not saying you, you still get good players sometimes, but they did what I thought they would do. So I'm kind of shocked by that. Um, he also went back to see last year was just an aberration. He also went back to taking big, not just big schools, but good, like Georgia, um, Ohio state and Clemson. That's, that's three top 10 teams, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a top five, even yeah. yeah, right. I mean, that's that's power, not just power conferences. That's you know the best teams in the country. So I like that. I, I like taking guys from winning programs, guys that know how to win, um, guys that expect to win. So I, I like that about it. Now, the only thing I want tomorrow, and I want it early, they got to get a defensive line. That that's my one. After that, I don't really care. Then you can take whoever falls, whoever you like, but they got to get, I mean, they only have, I mean, they have Clark, Lowry, Lancaster, and Kiki. And, you know, that's, that's thin. So I want one of those, either the fourth or the fifth rounder to be, and what the guys that we had, took, we, we did defensive line a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't want one early. I didn't want them to reach for one of those guys that, and by the way, I told you Barmore wasn't going to go first round. Um, I didn't, I didn't want. I didn't want them take. I wanted what I wanted, and they didn't. And they did what I wanted. But now, bottom of the fourth round or fifth round, yeah, take one of those big guys. Take. I don't care if it's Nixon from Iowa or Bobby Brown from from from, from A and M or uh, who's the kid from Ohio State, Toe guy. Mm-hmm. Any one of them. I they take whoever you want. Um, whoever you you know, whoever your best guy is on 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 your board. But I think that that's one thing that they need. Um, and then if they want to take Paulson, if they want to double up, the only problem with if, if they double up at wide receiver, I, I know what you're saying. Looking forward, all the, like who knows who's back, but then can you keep like seven wide receivers or eight wide receivers on them? Because right now they have, well, they have the they have five that you're that they're going to have like that. You got Adams, MVS, Lazard, Rogers, Funches, right? Right. That's five. And then you still have St. Brown and Taylor. That's seven already. So I guess you're getting rid of somebody if you're if you're drafting another one, right? Yeah, and Rod Rogers also doubles as a return man. He has a lot of return experience in college. And if you really wanted to get uh, wild with the roster construction, if you got to create some space, you know, maybe he is your emergency running back three. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. We'll obviously discover this as the summer unfolds, and who knows whether that's even a valid option that I'm throwing out there. But at least I, at this I think time it could be in play. Brown's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I think he could be. Matter of fact, if somebody, if they could move him tomorrow, I would do it. Or today, I I would do it. I would. I mean, if, if, even if it means like, Moving up, if taking their fifth round pick and same round to move up to the top of the fifth, I would do it because he's he's got he's only got a year left and he's done nothing. 
except dropped a two-point conversion in the playoff game. <laughs> you know, he's another Notre Dame stiff. Um, <laughs> I've been feeling Mark has opinions about Notre Dame. Only their skill players. Yeah, I, okay. I, Liam, Liam Eikenberg, I would have loved for him to take him. Uh-huh. Or even Aaron Banks. I, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm like, you know, am I jaded from the De- Sean Kaiser and Dexter Williams and <laughs> yeah. Brown? I mean, they took they keep taking these Notre Dame guys that can't play. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think he's in trouble. I think Josh Jackson is in trouble, mm-hmm. right? They, they can't keep him, can they? I don't if, – if they – especially if they add another cornerback. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, if they yeah. double up, he's the guy. Right. Yeah. And I think him, you, you, you might – I mean, he was a second-round pick. There could be a team that said, you know what, we liked him. You know, we'll give you some, and, something. And, well, and I, I feel I feel like Brown is in more, more trouble or a little – you know, maybe, uh, maybe a more questionable spot because I feel like – Jackson, there's 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 some of this talk about him being maybe a redemption story with Joe Barry, and mm-hmm. you know like, does Joe Barry come in here and is he able to make is he able to create the turnaround for Josh Jackson? Like do do they how much do they how much do, how highly do they think of what they can do with Josh Jackson in this new in this new defense? You know, and, yeah, and like you I said, I'm not. I think he's just not a good player. Yeah, and I hate saying that because I love them. I right. thought it was a great pick when they made it. Um, I mean, that, every, that's what we said last year. Oh, Jerry Gray's going to, you know, he's a great coach and he's going to make Jackson better. And right. he wasn't even dre- and the guy wasn't dressing at the end. He was he was a healthy inactive. Mm-hmm. That's as bad as it gets for a second round pick. Yeah, I mean, they were pulling guys off the street and they were dressing ahead of him. Now I think he's and again, if some other team is willing to give you something tomorrow today, do it. Yeah. I mean, get what you know, even again, if it means like I would trade, I would love to trade Jackson and a fifth for a fourth if a team's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can't get anything for him, but I got to think there was some team, some general manager that, that kind of liked him. And I mean, in that draft, and you know, the Packers took him in a second. And you say, you know what? Maybe, maybe we can fix him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But I mean, there there are guys, in, you know, like if, if Paul's right, I think he he might be where they double up. You can't keep, you know, they're already overcrowded at tight end. Um, they're 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 going to keep off, you know, at least nine offensive linemen. Um, you know, I don't know. They, I mean, it's it's the, the team, you know, you know? It, it's I mean, it's the it's the curse. It's the curse of the run it back mentality. You know, if if you're running back this same team. That's all well and good, but you're drafting other guys to take right. these positions, and so there's, right there's got there's got to be you know there's got to be give one way one way or the other, and you know it's it's not often that guys that are getting drafted in the the third fourth round are are not making the team, right. you know. Uh, so yeah, that, that and that's and this is why I love I love the third round of, I love the third day of the draft uh, especially. You some money, Jackson's. I mean, you you save like a million bucks, right? Jackson too. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're exactly right. There, yeah, and and that, again, that goes into what I was saying is, I, I love the th- the day the day three of the draft because there are so many of just those small little moves, those small little transactions. Like, 
and making making the picks for uh you know for Runyon and uh, and Stepniak you know, last year like those those picks that this is the draft this is the part of the draft where everyone has the has it on in the background but they become picks that are becoming crucial to what the Packers are trying to do moving forward and there's so many just of these small moves these small little things where people are making making the jump and it, it just it tells me a lot about what what the front office likes what they're valuing, how they evaluate the players that they have right now. And yeah, I I'm looking forward to the next day of the draft here, uh, starting at noon Eastern uh, 11 central and make sure you stick with us here on the pack a day podcast, because after all of those rounds finish up uh, Mike Gage and Matt get the easy job of recapping the draft day that actually ends at a reasonable hour. So good job to them for, for scoring that position. Um, but Mike Gage and Matt will break down uh, day three of the draft, and then Andy and Ben will be back on Monday to break down the entire uh, seven rounds of the NFL draft and how it played out for the Packers. So make sure you're sticking with us the rest of uh, the next couple of days, the rest of the draft, and uh, as we get into the offseason here and start talking about how these guys fit in and uh, and getting ready before you know it, it'll be time to actually talk about training camp and uh, and real Packer football uh, once again, so guys, before we uh, before we sign off here, let you um, let people know where they can find you out on the on the Twitter sphere, the Twitterverse, and uh, anything you want to uh, promote, Paul. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Brettel. That's B R E T L. And for this draft week, and I'll just be I've been knocking out already some um, just some immediate thoughts. You know, after each selection, the the player, how potential fit with the Packers. What does it mean potentially at the position? Just It's really just an initial brain dump, my initial thoughts on the pick. So I'll be putting those out with the selection. So check that out at Dairyland Express and Cheesehead TV. And Mark? Um, you can find me on Twitter at MarkEckle08. Um, pack a report on for Monday. I'll be writing a story that I alluded to earlier where I have an, um, a longtime uh, personnel man in the league breaking down or just giving his opinion, I should say, on on all the Packers' picks, what he thought of each one, and uh, how they how they fit. Not just what he thought of them as a player, but how they fit. What the Green, what the Green Bay Packers do. Um, I'll give you a hint. Like I already gave, he loves Stokes. Uh, so we'll be doing that, and then later in the week, we'll just see how things unfold. I'll probably be writing about that Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos trade. Mark, it threw me off for a second. I, I had to actually no, like realize the, the shock that I, that I was listening to there for I a second. A, I, I whipped my head around going, did I hear that? <laughs> well, I, was, I mean, wasn't it a done deal? I, didn't know, I thought it was. No. Well, I, 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 I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here making dinner today and I, I'm, I'm with some of my family and my cousin who's not, she's not, she's not a, a, a football fan. God bless her. But she, you know, she kind of keeps it track because she knows the rest of us are. And she came down she's like, so is Aaron Rodgers actually going to the the Broncos? Because I'm seeing that it's a done deal, and I'm like, look, <laughs> I, I understand you're trying to connect with all of us, but this is absolute garbage. <laughs> well, well, my wife comes home and she's, I says, yeah, and this, I said, what a crazy day. I said, I'm just bad enough. It's a draft. I got a million people calling, doing this, that, and now Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to play for for Green Bay anymore. She says, oh, is he going to host Jeopardy? I said. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows not. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers might be the only player in the NFL with, whose name she even knows. Right. So, and he's, oh, <laughs> so, like, he just said, "Oh, I, he's going to host Jeopardy." I'm like, 
I don't know. No, that doesn't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, let's get through the next couple of days and then, then we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can find me as well over on Twitter. Uh, I'm there at DK all the way. Uh, you can find all of my stuff there for uh, for Game On Wisconsin. I'll see what now that the off season is here. Um, not sure what I'll be doing exactly yet. I'll, I'll be doing some kind of uh, some fun stuff over there on the website. Um, and then obviously I'll be moving back to every other Tuesday with uh, my usual crew of Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackey. Uh, and you guys uh, get you guys get your boy back. Uh, Jason Rhodes going to be coming back with you guys. He, he came on our live stream yesterday, and, and the first thing he mentioned was that uh, he's glad that I learned that the the weather report was the most important part of the of the podcast with you guys. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, as as we wrap up, I do want to say it's been an absolute blast doing this with you guys. I love I love draft draft month because I always get to work with a couple of new people that I I usually don't get to for for a whole month and. You guys were absolutely a blast to work with. Uh, incredibly knowledgeable. I love picking the brains of, of people like you guys, and um, a heck of a lot of fun. And I hope we I hope we get to do something together soon again. Absolutely, for sure. All right, guys. Uh, well, that'll do it for us. Tune in tomorrow again as they break down draft day number three. We hope you enjoyed the rest of the draft and the rest of the off season. Uh, but until next time, everybody, go back, go.